0: Is a disaster a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to? I'm Peter and I'm not here with my co host Lee. I'm Lee and
1: I'm not here with Kobe. Yeah, yeah, every time, it's, every time gets it. It was great the first time, it's even better the
0: f- 50th. <laughs> well, to be fair, like it was kind of like new and exciting when it first happened. It's like, Ooh, oh, I know, let's record this podcast remotely. <laughs> I know, what a novelty, and now it's like. Fucking, I'm done with this novelty. I know. (laughs) I forget what you smell like. (laughs) That's a weird thing to say. Um, (laughs) These are weird times. So you're joining us for a Tragedy Tuesday, our mini episodes that usually don't end up being so mini. Not when I'm in the driver's seat. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, I think that was maybe subconscious because usually I say they're about disasters that aren't so many. but I think this time it's just a topic that's not (laughs) going to be so both. (laughs) If you're new here. Welcome. Happy to have you. If you want to get the full picture, we do a lot of callbacks, not like inside jokes, but if you want to get like the full long view of all the disasters we've talked about, we recommend starting from the beginning. And if you start from the beginning and get to where you are now and you still like what you hear tell a friend to listen. That's the best way to help us out. If you're not subscribed already, please consider subscribing and leaving a rating or review wherever you listen. I think Apple Podcasts is still the best. If you want to follow us on social medias at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com, and our patreon.com slash Pod, where we got tons of bonus content for you and your patronage helps us make even more. Woo. I feel like we got a lot to talk about today because so approximately a year ago, we released what is currently our most popular episode, about Woodstock uh, 99 uh-huh, uh-huh and that was on the 20th anniversary of the Woodstock 99 I guess we could call it a festival I'd call it a disaster did <laughs> <laughs> disasterful both at once but good news for us was that the organizers were planning something else which totally happened and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you talk about that because we're coming up on the 25th. First twenty-first anniversary of what? Wood- yeah, of
1: you know Woodstock ninety-nine, and actually the the fifty-first anniversary of Woodstock. So you know we missed it by a year. Or so but still, it seems like it would have been a good idea to have like a fiftieth
0: anniversary festival.
1: I mean to mark the occasion. I mean that's a big. Yeah. That's like your what your your uh, uh yeah. Is that your silver or is that your golden? I don't know golden anniversary. You'd think um, gold would be a hundred, but you're never going to make it to hundred. I'd say golden, <laughs> golden anniversary, yeah.
0: fifty years. So it's weird that they didn't do that. Maybe, maybe Lee, got some thoughts on that? Well,
1: I, I do have a, a few hundred thoughts on that. And, oh, good. Uh, <laughs> well, let's, let's get into them. Let's get into this. Well, actually, this is it's funny because this was a sort of a an assignment that you gave me. Right. We got to talk about this, and you're going to do it. Like, okay. And that was <laughs> sort of the beginning of last week, and now I've got. Fourteen pages of notes. So
0: you 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 it, did like the uh, Charlie Day like ch- strings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. On Carol, the
1: I, yeah. Carol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of wrote itself because all right, it's pretty fun. But yeah, so you know, at this point, Peter, you and I mm-hmm. are we're we're yes. pretty well versed in uh, music festivals gone bad. We've done a few. Getting there, yeah. You've yeah. you've educated me. Yeah, and you, me, right, are, yeah. would Stock ninety nine. Yep. Talked about Altamont back way back mm-hmm. in our in our salad days, you know, yeah. and uh, and more recently we we talked about an ill-fated concert by the Who, mm. and yep. uh, we d- we discussed the 2000 da festival. I learned I was right. saying that
0: wrong. I'd corrected on our Discord.
1: Corrected, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but you know that of course had a, a horrible outcome. So the time has come to address the music festival equivalent. of the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. one that's been hanging out in there for just about a year now. Uh-huh. And that would be the ill-fated Woodstock 50 festival. Ah, so they were planning a 50 They night. were. Sorry. It was a <laughs> festival that needed absolutely no help from COVID-19 <laughs> to completely oh screw itself into the ground. Oh my God. Good, <laughs> good, good. So... Real brief, quick sidebar, like for those who don't know what a person means when they say Woodstock, Mm -hmm. it was a music festival that took place over the 15th, 16th, and 17th of August in 1969 in Bethel, New York. Mm -hmm. Uh, The original site was located in Woodstock, New York. That's the the name. Mm -hmm. Culturally, it was an event of major significance, sort of marking the... Apex of the hippie movement that had cropped up around 1966 or so. Yep. Several iconic performances took place during the festival. Probably most famously, uh, Jimi Hendrix playing the Star Spangled Banner during his 9 a.m. performance. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of like a weird thing about that festival, is like the bands played. All night. Like
0: he was scheduled to go on
1: the night before. Yeah. And they just if I remember it correctly. kept getting out of hand, but they would start at like two in the afternoon and just go until sunrise. Yeah. Right. They liked to party, I guess. But the, the infamous yeah. story from Creedence Clearwater Revival is they played to like mm-hmm. two people and everyone else was like passed out. So.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Even bands that I like, sometimes it gets, you get, you get to a set and you're like towards the end, checking your watch. I'm oh, be, absolutely. Don't overstay the welcome. It's my philosophy, at least. A lot of
1: times, less <laughs> is more. You know, there's always exceptions, but for the most part, yeah, I'm kind of like, uh, I'd like to be getting home about now. Jimi Hendrix, other bands who performed at the original Woodstock, uh, the Jefferson Airplane, Santana, hmm. The Who, Sly and the Family Stone, Richie Havens, Joan Baez, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. It was important at the time, and over time, it's only gained significance. It's probably one of Mm -hmm. the most noteworthy events in modern music. Yeah, Several concerts have taken place since then to sort of commemorate specific anniversaries of the show. Right. Which I didn't even know about a few of these until we started looking into Woodstock 99. Right, right. But there was a 10-year anniversary show in 79. Yeah. And then a 20-year in 1989, which if you kind of look at the details, it was really weird, like this barely organized free show where basically anyone who wanted to play could play. Like there weren't any like big names really, just kind of weird. Yeah, 25th anniversary in 1994, that was sort of the first of the high profile commemorative festivals and a lot of big names at that one, Metallica, Chili Peppers, Rage, Nine Inch Nails. And then of course, 30-year... With stock ninety nine, mm-hmm. we talked all about that Went super well, yeah, super super well. If you're someone who adheres to like averages and percentages, like I am, yeah, if you were in attendance, there's a solid chance you acted like a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 That's just the numbers talking. (laughs) Not to generalize,
0: (laughs) but if you were Woodstock 99, you're probably an asshole.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably didn't come out with your hands clean. Oh, God. Okay, so that brings us next to probably the last in line of these anniversaries, Woodstock 50. Mm -hmm. So obviously commemorating the 50th anniversary of the original Woodstock Festival. It was scheduled to take place August 16th. 17th and 18th of 2019, almost 50 years to the day of the original. Mm -hmm. And, well, it didn't.
0: Right, because I remember not hearing anything about it. So, what happened?
1: Well, let's (laughs) find out what happened. Woodstock 50 saw, once again, the involvement of Michael Lang, he being one of the original promoters, and organizers of the 1969 festival. I remember that name. When Lang and his partners at the time were organizing the original Woodstock Festival, they also founded the company Woodstock Ventures, the idea being that any profits gained from the festival would be put towards an upstate New York recording studio and retreat meant for Bob Dylan, who lived in the New- the upper New York State area at the time, right. which never ended up happening. Right. I remember talking about... Part of that.
0: I thought it was like originally they wanted to do a recording studio, but then they pivoted to a festival. Yeah, exactly. But
1: I guess yours is okay. At one time, some of them were going to do like a sitcom. Like it was just, you know, different ideas <laughs> okay. and ventures and stuff. So, right. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. After that, Lang and his partners maintained Woodstock Ventures as a production company for future events, including Woodstock 94 and 99. Mm-hmm. So he's involved in both of those very heavily. Success to success. Know. Exactly. One to the next. The planning for Woodstock 50 was started by Lang in 2014. In late 2018, he teamed up with Japanese investment firm Dentsu Aegis Network in order to come up with the capital for the concert. Okay. The Woodstock 50 LLC Mm -hmm. was formed by Greg Peck and Susan Cronin, Mm -hmm. they being two hotel owner proprietors. To which Michael Lang was hired as a consultant, this being done so Lang could avoid a conflict of interest with his own Woodstock Ventures, which owns the Woodstock brand. Oh, okay. I fair enough. you as a legal student would find all that interesting. Just maneuvering. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maneuvering so he could stay involved. Yeah, okay. Right, right. So Lang's initial estimate for attendance was 150,000 people. Okay. To this end, Dentsu Aegis was contracted to contribute $49.1 million to fund the festival.
0: Okay. What were the numbers? Do you have them on hand for like the original Woodstock in 99 and stuff? How did that compare? Was it like a quarter million?
1: For Woodstock 99? Yeah. Don't know those numbers. I know the original festival. I don't know what they projected, but it ended up 500,000.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Somewhere in that area. Way under projected.
1: Yeah, and that was just like there was like a big gate crashing situation and you know, that that show was a was a disaster that ultimately worked.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, now that I think about it, Woodstock 99 was definitely like 200,000 attendance. estimated. Okay. Yeah, that
1: sounds about estimated. Right. Yeah. estimated. Yeah, estimated. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, now I I have to bring up the band Fish. P H I S H. Do you have to? Uh I do have to. All right. <sighs> it sounds like you're familiar I don't think I have
0: anything concrete against Fish, just the way you said it.
1: You, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they're like sort of a, a latter day Grateful Dead. Right. Sort of. But what they definitely yeah. are is god awful. Oh, okay. Fair so. enough. <laughs> so in August of 2018, Fish... Hmm had organized a festival that was to take place at the Watkins Glen International Racetrack Mm -hmm. in Watkins Glen, New York. Yep. The festival, named appropriately enough Curveball, was canceled one day before it was to begin when the New York Department of Health stated that due to several days of flooding in the Finger Lakes region, which is where Watkins Mm -hmm. Glen is located, Mm -hmm. water Mm -hmm. quality and other issues would prevent things from running smoothly and safely.
0: Okay. Okay, I was about to think it's kind of bullshit that it got canceled the day before, but I guess flooding is a reason.
1: Yeah, it was just sort of a, a, a you know, what, what do you call it? Like we you know weather, like what unpredictable, you know, oh, active sure. act yeah, yeah. nature. I mean, what, what can you do? Yeah. So putting putting my pitchfork away. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was getting ready. <laughs> Good. Such was the confusion of many involved in with stock '50 when, in January of 2019, yeah, Michael Lang formally announced that. Woodstock 50 was a thing that was taking place in August, 2019, and that it would be taking place at Watkins Glen International
0: Racetrack. Okay. So he announced the festival earlier that year, January, you said January, January 2019
1: 2019? for August, 2019. For, yeah. Yeah. I mean, early enough, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just trying to get Uh, a mental, put it all together. Putting it all together. So there it is. When various promoters and agents Attempted to dissuade Lang from using the venue, citing the aforementioned concerns, as well as the fact that it was particularly far away from any hotels. Mm-hmm. Lang claimed that he had planned for a separate water supply to be brought into Woodstock 50 site, essentially quelling none of their concerns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might flood and there's no hotels. I got this covered. I'm going to bring water in myself. What? That's more water. Nobody needs wa- nobody needs
1: water. It's not that's not <laughs> what anybody was talking about. <laughs> He's uh, we'll we'll talk more about him. He's a bit of a dreamer. Okay. The early planning stages of the festival saw Lang make up a short list of bands he'd hoped would play. These being a combination of newer acts and older bands and artists who had appeared at the original festival. Okay. Included in Lang's dream list as potential headliners were Lady Gaga. Mm -hmm. Bruno Mars whom he saw doing a special tribute to Sly and the Family Stone Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Beyonce Bruce Springsteen Stevie Wonder Mm -hmm. whom he suggested would pay tribute to Aretha Franklin Mm -hmm. Fish Kendrick Lamar Green Day playing American Idiot from A to Z Mm -hmm. My Morning Jacket doing a tribute to the band Mm -hmm. Drake Paul McCartney Billy Joel and a reunited Led Zeppelin (sighs) So you said he was
0: a dreamer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I did mention that. That's basically all the, like the biggest fucking bands in the world. Minus like Metallica and U2. And like, you know, the Beatles getting back together somehow. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. Well, let's give him benefit of the doubt. That was the wish list. Exactly. He was like, if we could get any of these, we got it made in the shade. Can we get Any of these? Well, (laughs) apart from former Led Zeppelin vocalist Robert Plant, Uh none of the above would appear at the final lineup. Oh, boy. But what's more, if by some off chance they all said yes, Uh that would bring the grand total of the artist fees somewhere in the neighborhood of $19 million. Okay. A number that Dentsu Aegis were a little apprehensive about. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no.
0: No, you don't understand. You don't understand. I'm piping water into the venue.
1: (laughs) It's dollars and cents. It's a dream list, man. Like, but did you ask them? (laughs) Yeah, I asked them. I asked all of them. (laughs) Yeah. In my dream. (laughs) That's why it's called a dream list. (laughs) (laughs) But you asked them for real. What if they... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So the actual lineup was announced March 19th, 2019. Okay. And included in that were... The Killers Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. Run the Jewels Chance the Rapper The Black Keys Greta Van Fleet I mean there's your Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. right there and they sound exactly yeah, yeah. like them basically the same band basically same band <laughs> Jay-Z Halsey Cage the Elephant Earl Sweatshirt Pussy Riot and and many more Like I think like up okay. s- above more than 70 in the final
0: weirdly yeah. like especially the first few bands you mentioned there yeah. that's almost in my mind like a bigger get than his wish list. I know. Like I like want
1: to. These are bands people nowadays like. Yeah.
0: Like Run the Jewels. <laughs> I'd see oh, them ten times before I saw Beyonce. Oh my god.
1: I'll I'll talk about them later. But fuck yeah, they're so good. And then also as as planned, there were a number of artists who appeared at the original 1969 festival. Mm-hmm. Those being Santana, John mm-hmm. Fogarty of Creedence Clearwater Revival, mm-hmm. John Sebastian, Melanie, David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Country Joe, mm-hmm. McDonald, Canned Heat, Dead & Company, featuring members of the Grateful Dead, and Hot Tuna, which features members of the Jefferson Airplane. Okay. Pre-Starship. Pre-Starship. Pre-J-Starship. Pre-Starship. I knew that because of Altamont. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think Hot Tuna was the breakoff between Jefferson Airplane and... And and Jefferson Starship. like, Oh, okay. Some went the J the JS way and some went the HT yeah. way. Oh, cool. If you know your rock history. I might be wrong on that. <laughs> we'll quote you. We'll quote me on that. And that's uh, set in stone. No. So early January, mm-hmm. Michael Lang told Rolling Stone that his vision for the festival involved these neighborhoods which would curate food and music and entertainment experiences and that there would be... Street actors, clowns, and jugglers, and the like, along with a kind of drive-in movie situation or a walk-in movie situation. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> just put on a show. <laughs> Stop talking shit and get your ducks in a row. Was nobody like? Oh, uh, how did the how did the internet kiosks go at Woodstock '99? Yeah, yeah. How'd your village go there? <laughs> Why would we supply them with flammable material? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> if anything, people are angrier now than they were then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need limp biscuit fueling your rage <laughs> fires, and <laughs> he's on track. He's on track. Despite not securing any of the artists on his original dream list, uh, Densu mm-hmm. Aegis still expressed concern that the organizers had spent too much money on acquiring talents. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a little doubt in the air already. Yeah. Build your stage first. Yeah. Get your permits. So first to cancel (laughs) were the Black Keys (laughs) on April 5th. Their reasoning being scheduling conflict, though their drummer would later state that they were just coming off of a hiatus and didn't want their first show back to be in front of 150,000 people at a festival where they had little control over the proceedings.
0: Both diplomatic answers.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We recognized by April that this shit show was going down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we had a scheduling conflict. <laughs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I had a scheduling conflict with just chilling on my couch. Exactly. So can't be. Not make being it. involved in your garbage fire. <laughs> oh, God. S- sorry. So tickets were to go on sale April 22nd, 2019. They did not. Mm, uh-oh. As of that date, the organizers were still waiting on a mass gathering permit from the New York Department of Health, which had been submitted April 15th. So, again, for context,
0: you said that he kind of started conceptualizing this around 2014. I did. Presumably, it takes less than five years to get a permit.
1: I'm going to say it does. I mean, I also, I started in 2014, but... Right, right. Really started doing the work in 2018. Right. Yeah, okay. And now we're spring of 2019. Okay. Have we learned nothing? (laughs) Some things shouldn't be done last minute. I got to agree with that. Somewhere along the line, Lang and company decided to reduce the capacity of the festival grounds from... It would, the original was like 150,000. Went from 100,000 mm-hmm. to 75,000 in order to accommodate campers. Okay. And at this point, I'm kind of glossing over a lot of details. You know, we don't want to be mm-hmm. here all night. But basically, this move, mm-hmm. to say it in a general sense, was what prompted Densu Aegis to cease their involvement with Woodstock 50. Right. Basically, because with the original numbers, they were like, "Fine, we'll make a profit." When he when he pulled that, he's like, "This is." There's nothing in this for us now. Right. You know, so we're out of here. It's just,
0: <laughs> so, I'm so shocked that they didn't, they weren't thrilled when it comes to them. Like, okay, so I'm going to spend exactly as much money as you gave me, but <laughs> I'm going to cut your revenues in half. How does that sound? Where are you going? Where are you going? All right. Come back.
1: Come back. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> On April 29th, Densu Aegis announced that it was no longer funding the festival, but they also announced that Woodstock 50 was canceled.
0: Okay. Well, if they don't have money, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They have, they're well within their rights to say so. Yeah. And the cancellation was also confirmed by officials from the Watkins Glen area. Mm -hmm. Later that day, Lang disputed this statement and maintained that the festival would be going ahead as planned and that they were actively seeking new investors.
0: April. April.
1: How many months until August? Four. <laughs> really, four not that many. So it's mid-August. So three and a half months. Yeah, is that plenty of time to pull together a monumental? This is giving me anxiety yeah, and I know. like pit stains. <laughs> I. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's like this is where. And this is if the, if we were putting together a show with like three bands. Oh. And something like this happened, and that like the venue said, "Oh, you can't play three months ahead of time." I'd still have anxiety. I know. And now we're talking about like tens of thousands of people. Yeah, I know.
1: Be like, oh shit! We gotta, we gotta get our. St- oh damn it!
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. feel my dinner Ugh. like
1: going down a few floors <laughs> rapidly. <laughs> yep. Superfly. Mm. No relation to Superfly Johnson from. From. Uh, I Diket- was just gonna say.
0: Di <laughs> Okay. Di episode thirty-two. Right. Check
1: that one out if you like video games and you hate yourself and you hate yourself. <laughs> So Superfly were another production partner of the Woodstock organizers, and they are the company behind the very popular and successful Bonnaroo festival, which I'm sure you've heard of. Okay, I have heard of that one. Yeah, you know that's never been. That's, but no, not me either. I think it's like takes place in Colorado or something. But. Okay. Anyway. Very successful. So they know what they're doing. Uh, yep. They followed suit by pulling out on May 1st. Oh boy. They too cited reasons of the festival stated capacity, though in their case, it was that they felt that even at the reduced capacity of 75,000 people, mm-hmm. this was well over their estimate of what would be a safe capacity, that initially being 65,000, mm-hmm. which they then lowered to 61 after they sort of really did their research on- right you know, what Watkins Glen could handle. So when he just was like, oh, we're
0: going to invite 150,000 people, just spitballing.
1: Absolutely. No, well, I think it was just like, <laughs> to be profitable, we'll invite this many. Yeah. There's literally, like, in one article I was reading, he was just like, you know, if we go from from 65 to 75, I mean, people are just going to be a, more, a bit more cramped. What's the big deal? Like 10,000 people. Do you fucking remember <laughs> Woodstock 99? Holy <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, piss everyone off and see how that goes.
0: You're not adding 10 people. You're adding 10,000 people. Yeah. You're adding a university of people. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> That's another Jeez. concert you're adding to your concert. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, you got Dentsu Aegis... They want more to make money and then you got these other guys who are actually concerned about safety and then there's lang in the middle like what I can't please anyone
0: <laughs> what about my village <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> what about the jugglers <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless as it turned out all of the performers were contracted to play the festival through dentsu Aegis or amplify live hmm. none of them contracted through the woodstock promoters hmm. so when Dentsu pulled out, the feeling within the industry was that this move essentially voided any and all contracts the performance were under play. Hmm. This is sort of where the snowball really gets rolling a little bit. And now we're getting into ugly sort of legal territory where Michael Lang is accusing Dentsu Aegis of illegally removing $17 million from the festival's bank account, okay. blocking the April 22nd ticket sale and attempting to cancel the event without his consent.
0: Right. Mm. Interesting about that contract thing. Like why wouldn't why wouldn't they sign contracts with a promoter? I don't know. And that's more on the promoter, right?
1: Maybe it sort of answers its own question, the fact that they had their asses covered when it went pear-shaped. It's well above our pay grade in any event, you know. <laughs> like yep. usually we do uh handshake deals, if that when we <laughs> book shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I booked a few. It is stressful and these are like small time, nothing Yeah, like with yeah. a literal coffee house. Like, can we play? Yes, you can play. Who would you like to play huh. with? Oh, these bands. Okay. See you there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Not but still run the jewels and Jay-Z. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so this saw the Woodstock lawyers requesting an injunction against Densu Aegis in a New York court on May 9th. Mm-hmm. seeking the return of the disputed 17 million bucks mm-hmm. amplify live fires back on may 13th with a counterclaim arguing that they had a right to take over the festival and cancel it due to lang's contractual breaches and misrepresentation okay. in the midst of this dead and company removed woodstock 50 from their online tour dates and uh around this time john fogarty said a whole bunch of things in rolling stone not very favorable to Lang. Like, basically what we've been saying, like, why weren't the permits the first thing he did? And, you know, yeah. stuff like, you know, what a normal person would say. Step one, make sure you have a place to put the show on. Then book the bands. Meanwhile, it was announced in Billboard that CID Entertainment would be producing the festival and that all Lang and and his boys really needed to do for the festival proceed was to come up with 30 million bucks by May 10th and a mass gathering permit from the New York Department of Health.
0: Oh, just $30 million in a month? That's all. Piece of cake. Yep. Yeah. On the other hand, doesn't necessarily seem impossible. It seems like a really big number to us, but if you come to an investor... Exactly. Like, there's there's hope there. Like, hey, I've got I've got fucking like Jay-Z and Run the Jewels on the hook. Huh? And these other bands, potentially. That's it. Like, he yeah.
1: really didn't need to do much. Like, if he... He's got this brand name concert. Yeah. And already a roster of bands and artists that would like anyone would go to that. I mean, not me, yep. but anyone would go to that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you, what do you, you don't got to do shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's so weird. On May 15th, a New York Supreme court judge ruled in favor of the Woodstock organizers in that Densu Aegis had no legal right to cancel the concert, hmm. allowing it to proceed. Mm-hmm. The judge also ruled that the organizers were not entitled to the 17 million that had been removed from the festival's bank account. Mm-hmm. So on May 17th, Like we were just talking about Oppenheimer Holdings was announced as the festival's new financial backer.
0: Okay. Well, there you go. What about the contracts with the artists? If the judge says that not allowed to cancel, that's fine. So they couldn't cancel it, but do they still cancel the contracts? Because that's effectively canceling it.
1: In that regard, Dentsu Aegis would have still been involved to some degree. Yeah. If the artists were still playing and they all Hmm. apparently got paid in advance. So they would want to honor that contract if the festival was going ahead. Right. So now the festival is not canceled. So I'm saying, I'm guessing they're contractually obligated to play. Right. Right. Provided there is a show to play. Yeah. I guess if they've been paid. Yeah. Yeah. Still no tickets available, but after the court ruling, Lang did announce that three day passes would go for about 400 bucks and that there would be limited one day passes available where originally that was never part of the plan. It was, Three-day passes only. Okay. You're either okay. all in or you're out. Right. Okay. Okay. So June 10th. We're getting close now. Two months. Yeah. Watkins Glen announced that it had canceled the contract it had with the Woodstock organizers over a missed payment of $150,000.
0: $150,000. Guys. We're talking $30 million. That's forgetting to put
1: change in the meter. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that that cancels your show. That same day... Probably not coincidentally, CID Entertainment announced that they would no longer be producing the festival. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) This is a slow-moving train on fire. This is exhausting. My heart is just (laughs) aching. This is so stressful. Was there no, like, just one person sort of cracking the whip is all they really needed? Uh Uh-huh. No, probably they needed a whole team or a village <laughs> <laughs> so in late june the organizers attempted to secure a permit for a smaller festival to take place at vernon downs horse racing track in vernon new york okay they were ultimately denied on july 16th after a third appeal oh boy july 25th july 25th end of july end of july are tickets on sale yet nope okay cool cool july 25th it is announced mm-hmm that Woodstock 50 Washington mm-hmm. will be taking place at the Meriwether Post Pavilion in Columbia, Maryland. Okay. We're not even in New York anymore. <laughs> and this festival is like somehow traditionally linked to New York State. Yeah. The best we can do now is be on the right coast. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so the Meriwether Post Pavilion has a long storied history, it turns out, of hosting some fine, fine concerts. Okay. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, The Doors, Zeppelin, The Who, Gladys Knight, Tom Jones, Pink Floyd, mm. all the way up to LCD Sound System, Jack White, The Black Keys.
0: That's a long and storied history. Oh,
1: ain't it just. Also, can you clear up for me, is LCD Sound System broken up or not? I know they broke up briefly and then they were not. Right.
0: I distinctly remember them making a huge deal and I'm assuming a lot of money on their farewell show.
1: And then they like put on an album like yeah. the next year and it's yeah. like what
0: the fuck
1: <laughs> that's the cynical take i had on it too so <laughs> no 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 you don't you don't get a final show and then an album i know fuck off you don't get a final show so infamous that there's pictures of aziz anzari crowd surfing right during it yeah it's ridiculous i know break it up no we're not sorry piss off yeah <sighs> Right. Turns out we like really like money, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so Merweather Post Pavilion also boasts a capacity of just under 20,000 people. Okay. So really whittling it down here. Really whittling it down. Additionally, and very much in the spirit of the original Woodstock Festival or how the original festival ended up, Woodstock 50 was now being billed as a free festival, man. With concertgoers encouraged to donate to charitable causes and the festival itself acting as a fundraiser for nonprofit organizations involved with voter registration and climate change. Who's funding it at this point? And how thrilled are they? <laughs> <laughs> they can't be too jazzed. No. I mean, this is a very, like, man, y- your heart is in exactly the right place. How are you going to pull that off? Yeah. Are you insane? <laughs> and in yet another link in the chain of upsets it was discovered that the Smashing Pumpkins were headlining a show at the same venue on August 17th which saw Woodstock 50 being reduced from three days to one you can't really call that a festival I don't think
0: I think you need at least two days to yeah, be a festival I think
1: so you need a
0: one one sleep I think the Pumpkins would have wanted to play Woodstock
1: you didn't ask us the first time that's how Billy Corgan talks I guess Jay Z and John Fogarty both respectively fucked right off when all of these new developments came to light. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. Shortly thereafter, the list of bands and artists who took a cue from the two J's there is as follows Dead and Company, Country Joe McDonald, John Sebastian Santana, The Lumineers, The Raconteurs, Pussy Riot, and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> all said bye bye. Silver Lining. The zombies informed Variety Magazine that they would still be performing. (laughs) Oh, good, good. They had some hits back in the 60s. Show's still on then, I guess. (laughs) Still rocking. So is it really down to like one band? Uh, I'm not sure who was left at this point. Right. I didn't read Robert Plant in that list, so maybe he was still on board. No. Sure, I'll do it. (laughs) But by July 30th, Mm. 17 days before showtime, Mm. The clowns organizing this farce (laughs) had still not submitted permit application to hold the concert at the Merweather Post Pavilion. Jesus fucking Christ. It's It's almost like they were just trying to like save face at this point and knowing that it just wasn't going to happen. Michael, should we do up that permit? No, we're not doing the show
0: oh i see yeah
1: <laughs> just from my perspective
0: it was like yeah i get it paperwork and bureaucracy is always it's boring gonna be a pain in the butt <laughs> it's boring you're putting on like this historic festival that could make people a lot of money mm-hmm. just take an afternoon oh,
1: <laughs> <Like, laughs> yeah. pull your head out of the clouds for
0: one give it a solid week Like, put your hippie hang-ups aside. Like, yeah, I get it. Oh, the man wants me to do some paperwork. Yeah, you know what? He does. He does. So just do
1: it. You got to play his game. If you want to fill an arena full of bong (laughs) smoke, you got to get the permits. Exactly. There's going to be some corporate sponsorship involved. Jeez. Along with the flower power. So scheduled for August 16th. Is that right? Uh, yeah. July 30th, no permits. So the following day, July 31st, Mm -hmm. Michael Lang... And his buds Mm -hmm. finally said uncle and announced that the concert was canceled oh i don't know why that's (laughs)
0: such a relief like i knew it was but just in the context of this story it was it's good to hear that
1: (laughs) it reminds me that there's one part in the office where like it's one of those asides where they do their sort of fake interviews and yeah michael scott's like yeah i went hunting once i shot a deer in the leg i had to beat it to death with a shovel took five hours What do you ask <laughs> about like, he had to like fire a guy and it took him all day to break down his tumors. I think that was it. <laughs> That's all <laughs> like, awesome. Jesus. Oh my God. In a press release, representatives said unforeseen setbacks made it impossible to put on a festival. We imagined with the great lineup we had booked and the social engagement we were anticipating.
0: Okay. 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 Back up for a second there. <laughs> You used a word at the beginning there that I'm not. I'm not sure it means what you think it means. Right? You you said unforeseen. Yeah. Did you mean foreseen <laughs> for a long time by everyone? Yeah. Unforeseen circumstances, like guys putting on a festival, is really hard. God, you don't know unforeseen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> These people wanted money, and <laughs> I don't know. It's just boring. <laughs> So Lang suggested that each artist donate 10% of the payment that they received to play in advance. they have already been paid. Mm-hmm. He's just donate 10% to not the nonprofit head count, which was uh, mm-hmm. one of his voter registration. Um, okay. Uh, nonprofits. And he was criticized for being guilt tripper. Heart in the right place, but eh, have a, yeah. maybe fuck off a little bit. Yeah. Just a, a little. little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He also told the media that he blamed Densu Aegis for the festival's failure and that he was considering further legal action against them. Mm. And he stated that despite the cancellation, he hoped to hold a smaller non-Woodstock named fundraising event at Merweather Post Pavilion in late 2019. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find any, <laughs> any oh, <damn> it. evidence <laughs> of that
0: happening. I just know Michael Lang. In like November is yelling at his assistant,
1: shut up about the permits. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get to it. God, you're such a downer. (laughs) The end, I guess that's, you know. Oh, wow. It doesn't go much further than that. It just tells you a lot about Michael Lang. I mean, that's two failed festivals in a row. One that went ahead and was a complete clusterfuck. And then this thing that he couldn't even put the keys in the ignition almost.
0: I'm trying to figure out which one's worse.
1: Yeah. No, it's I mean, 99. probably 99. 99 is worse. You know, <laughs> the sordid yeah, details yeah. answers that question, yeah. but.
0: Yeah. I, I, my mind immediately went to all the assaults and it's like, yeah, oh yeah, exactly. no, it's 99. It's yeah. 100%, 100% 99. <laughs> At least hearing the story brought me a similar kind of anxiety.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like
0: in 99, in 99, it's like watching it unfold. It's like watching the train wreck happen. Uh-huh. And here it's like watching someone try desperately to start the train wreck. <laughs> Yeah. Holy crap. But, so um, so who was uh who would have played the original
1: version? Woodstock 50? Yeah. Um well like I said, we had Jay-Z, mm-hmm. we had uh John Fogarty, who else is there? Miley yeah. Cyrus, Dead and Company, oh,
0: yeah. The mm-hmm. Killers. Oh, the Killers. Yeah.
1: Run the Jewels, mm-hmm. Chance the Rapper, Black Keys, Greta Van Fleet, Halsey, Cage mm-hmm. the Elephant, Earl Sweatshirt, Pussy Riot, Racon Tours, the Lumineers. And then the, the oldies, um, Santana, John Sebastian, right. David yeah, Crosby, okay. Country Joe McDonald, just yeah, tons, tons of people, more, like many more. Those are just the ones that sort of jumped off the page, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 mm-hmm. leaving out some, some of probably people, some people's favorite bands. So apologize. For yeah, that, right. But you know, yeah. but yeah, it's, wow. it's 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 like I said it earlier. But Jesus Christ, like how can how can you screw that up? You got everything going for you. Well, I
0: don't know. I feel like if we were given the Woodstock 50 brand, (laughs) we could have put something on. Absolutely. And I'm reasonably confident that it would have turned a profit.
1: (laughs) I mean, it should run itself.
0: Yeah. Like, and that's not to say like, I understand that putting on a festival is difficult. I'm not saying it's easy to put on a festival, but you've already, like you're not, you're not building from scratch. You've already got massive interest from both artists and people that are going to attend. You don't have to worry about attendance. Exactly. You don't have to worry about getting the word out everyone's going to want to go already. Man. What you have to do is get the fucking permit (laughs) and build the fucking stage.
1: Yeah. Start with that. (laughs) And end with that if you want. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) Job done. Jesus. Yeah. I would call Jay-Z myself with that kind of like, Yeah. that behind me, you know, want to play Woodstock 50? It'll be great. I promise.
0: That's a disaster. A planning disaster. But a disaster.
1: A disaster all around. So what's
0: your music for that?
1: Well, I mean, you know, I picked probably my favorite artist from that lineup and one that I've been listening to a lot recently because they just put out a new album. It's Run the Jewels. Nice. And they put out their fourth, I think it's called RTJ4, their fourth album. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. Yeah, I
0: started listening to it, but I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. It's
1: stupidly good. Yeah. So um, the song I picked... It's called The Ground Below, Okay. and uh, I mean, there's so many songs to pick off the thing. I, I like this one because it's got a really cool sample from this old post-punk band called Gang of Four, Okay, and um, so it's got this weird kind of sharp kind of rock, rap, or hip-hop sort of hybrid. Man, just check out the album. Check that song yeah. out. They're, they're so good.
0: So good. You know what? I got one too. All right. Just because. For me, it's just because you mentioned The Killers, and... Mm-hmm. I recently went back to their first album, mm. 2004. Yeah. And I think if I had to pick one song that encompasses at least the time when that album came out and I was listening to it, it's probably Smile Like You Mean It. Oh, a non-hit. Yeah. I don't know that. I only
1: know the singles.
0: And I think it's—I think that one stood out to me because I remember listening to the album. Was Jenny was a friend of mine. Was that one of the singles? I can't remember. I feel like I've...
1: Heard that title, so probably.
0: Track listing goes like, Jenny was a friend of mine, then Mr. Brightside, obviously. You know that one. Amazing song. Uh, And then third track was Smile Like You Mean It. And I think I was... I remember... I still remember listening to that album the first time and getting to track three and being like, this band is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll listen to it again now, but the idea... uh, Lately, I've been thinking a lot about Desert Island albums. And I think maybe Hot Fuss is on there. Oh, really? Because I think that's another album of no skip all banger for me
1: does it have the song i don't think the song title is mm-hmm. what they say in the chorus it's the one that's like you you gotta help me out you're gonna bring yourself down that's that's uh, all, all these, these things,
0: things, that things i've, I've done.
1: done i love that yeah. song
0: did i tell you my one hipster claim to fame Killers? <laughs> no let's hear it but my buddy john and i went to see We went to see the killers at Capitol Music Hall, the old one, before they demolished it, made condos.
1: On Rideau Street.
0: Yeah, yeah. We saw the killers there. And I swear to God, we saw them like, yeah, it must have been like the night before they played like the Canadian MTV or the Much Music Video Awards in Toronto. Yeah. And that's when like everybody lost their shit about the killers. Uh So for us, like we saw them almost like the day before or maybe the week before they blew up. And I remember (laughs) seeing them being like, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then the rest of the world a week later was like, this is pretty
1: good. <laughs> You're like I've been a fan forever.
0: I've been a fan for exactly one <laughs> week longer than everyone else. <laughs>
1: it's such a good feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you sound like a jerk when you bring it up. Oh, that's why I only bring it up all the time. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, for me, it would be a smile. Like you mean it. And if, if I was at Woodstock 50, if it ever happened and the killers are playing, I would be hoping that
1: they'd play smile. Like you mean it. Mm. Deep cut off the first album. Mm-hmm. that's always a that's always a, a highlight of any concert i think
0: sweet well that was a tragic tuesday yeah long time it's coming. kind of a bummer that's a, but that's all in the one year anniversary of our woodstock 99 episode there you go pretty much <laughs> so uh, thanks lee
1: for sharing i'm sure we'll have maybe we'll have another update a year from now maybe Lang, but i can tell our like, uh our patrons to look forward to yep. at some point another little bit of woodstock related minutiae from me in our micro disasters.
0: Ooh, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to hear that, patreon.com slash this disaster pod. There you go. To become a patron. If you like what you heard here, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell someone to listen. Just, you know, more the merrier. Bring, Bring them all in. But get the permit first. <laughs> the next best thing you can do, if you're not already, subscribe and leave a rating or review wherever you listen. Those are all super helpful. If you want to f- uh, keep up with us on social medias at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want everything in one convenient place, www.thisdisasterpod.com. Like I mentioned, we got that patreon.com slash Pod. tons of bonus content. We got micro disasters every two weeks, And we have, uh, occasional longer bonus content that comes out and you get discount codes when we have merch and it's just, it's a fun time, you know, Mm. there's a discord where we hang out and chat. So you can do that. You can watch live streams of the major disasters when we record those. So becoming, you know, being a patron of this podcast is a, it's pretty cool. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool. pretty cool. So I guess we'll see you in
1: the next major disaster. We will. Bye. Do you have any, uh, teaser about that?
0: No, this is a Tragedy Tuesday. Oh, you don't though. do it
1: in the Tragedy Tuesday?
0: No. No, like not. Yeah, no, I'll leave it in. I'm actually going to leave all this in. So, a little behind the scenes. Hey, bye, everybody. I clearly know nothing about my own podcast. Bye. <laughs> bye.